everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And our topic today is when to use Scrum, when to use Kanban, and when to recognize when you can switch between them. So, Kanban and Scrum. This is a good topic. I like this topic. So, to start us off, what do we think the main difference between Scrum and Kanban is? I, I think one of the key things is um, is how how we deal with work. So, when we're talking about Scrum, we're working in in iterations. Where we're we're talking specifically about sprints. So, we're working in anything from up to 30 day increments. So for most teams, they're working in a two week sprint. So at the start of the, the two weeks, we plan the work, we do the work, the end of the two weeks, we retrospect and review the work. And then we start the same, the cycle, a new cycle again. So we're repeating that process. Whereas Kanban is more of a continual flow. Um, a lot of maintenance teams, for example, or support teams will do Kanban and the top 20 items are always on the board. New items will come in, the order will continually change, but Kanban tends to map your current process whereas scrum tends to for most organizations to be a new process so there there are some sort of organizations will depending on the support from leadership and things like that will evaluate consider that when deciding are we going to do continuous flow mapping our current process with kanban or are we going to do a, a major change um, with iterations and scrums. So that's one of the, the, the key things. The other key difference is that Scrum has five key events, that the four of them specifically being um, sprint planning, daily scrum, sprint review, and sprint retrospective. Kanban doesn't actually have any specific events, but I tend to suggest teams that are doing Kanban, I still suggest they have do some form of planning. It, it's not to the same extent. I still suggest they do some form of daily huddle or check-in or something like that. And I still suggest they, they do demos so everyone knows what they're doing. And I suggest they, they retrospect, even if they don't do it every two weeks, at least once a month, so that we're continuing to get better and better. So that's the, the second key difference. The third one is really around the accountabilities. We've talked in previous podcasts about the Scrum accountabilities of the Scrum Master, the product owner, and the developers. In Kanban, we don't have any of those defined accountabilities. But again, it, it's good if we know somebody is, is accountable for making sure that we're always, we always have the board full with the next priority items. It's also good to have someone help the team facilitate and coach the team and grow. So I don't know what you call them. Um, different organizations call them different things, but I, I still think it's useful to have somebody um, supporting the team in that environment. So I think for a lot of teams, um, Scrum gives them more of a structure because we've got a, a, a beginning and an end of, of each of the iterations. 
but a lot of experienced teams. I'm seeing a lot of teams that they've been doing Scrum for years and years, and they transition then into a Kanban environment. So um, yeah, so th those were the key things that that stand out as differences between the two. Yeah, I think, and that that's. I mean, for me, I always say, you know, Kanban is sort of just this open-ended sprint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can yeah. reprioritize to your heart's content. Mm -hmm. I leave the team structure in place. So I guess yeah. it's sort of the scrum bond. I still have a product yeah. owner. I still have a scrum yeah. master. I still have a team. We kind of go to the same ceremonies mm -hmm. to keep things flowing, to keep the communication open. But, you know, I, I don't really, I just sort of like blow it open and just spill mm -hmm. it. Particularly, that's how it's easier in a continuous release model. Yeah. You know, whether the company is not doing one giant release every two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If I have a release team that like, look, listen, this code went through QA, we can shoot it out into the world tonight. Yeah. You know, I think Kanban can fit that much easier than like mm -hmm. holding on to that code. But what do we think are the pros and cons of each? The pros and cons of Scrum versus Kanban? I think a lot of the pros and cons come at the, the the kickoff at the initial step of are we doing scrum or are we doing kanban i think kanban for a lot of teams is quicker to implement because we don't have to have specific accountabilities we're we're very much self-contained we're not relying on other people we don't need to people we don't we're not pulling our stakeholders in for demos and things like that although i do think it's a good thing but i think the the time to entry is quicker with um kanban we get teams up to speed faster it's less disruption we don't change the current process but then the the counter argument to that is if we're trying to be more efficient, we're trying to plan for the future, we're trying to give some predictability and some transparency and give the, the team some control over the work that they're doing, then um, Scrum is, is a better fit. So if, if I'm in an organization and I'm wanting more transparency in my organization, I, I'm looking at one of two things. I'm looking at do I have the a team that can, tr can control the amount of work that comes in in a given two-week period? Yes, I do. Well, then maybe Scrum is a good fit for them because it gets the predictability and transparency. No, they have no control over the scope because they're maintenance and support. Well, then possibly they'd be better doing Kanban. Uh, and then the second question is, do I have a dedicated team? If I have a dedicated team, then Scrum is a good fit because they can plan and deliver the work that they commit to do. If I have 50% of someone here and 20% of someone here and 30% of someone here, then Kanban might be a better fit because it's more of a continual flow and people will grab items from the board as they have the capacity to do them. Um, right. And we haven't made a commitment to that work. We've just yeah. said... It's at the top of the board. It will be the next thing picked. So if I only have my developer 50% of the time, yeah, they'll come and get it. They'll pick it up. They'll grab it. So yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. The dedicated yeah. versus non-dedicated. I like that. That's a, that, that seems like I never really thought of it that way before. Yeah. I have a, I've had several teams in the past who've combined 
both. So I, ha I had a web team a couple of years ago that was accountable for keeping on the keeping the lights on in their existing website. And they were also responsible for building the new website. So keeping the lights on on the existing website was a swim lane on their board. And that was Kanban. Mm -hmm. Top critical issues hit the board, moved through the board. And we mm -hmm. were doing the, the Kanban things of measuring the cycle time, keeping an eye on roadblocks and things like that. And then the bottom half of their board was user stories with with uh, broken down into tasks for the new development for the new website. So they would plan when they were planning for the sprint, they would be planning X amount of hours for new development and X amount of hours for maintenance and support. But I know in the past when I tried that worked very well for them because they had a very strong product owner who was able to limit the amount of work coming in. I've had clients in the past where it's a chicken little skies always falling in environment and maintenance and support expanded to fill the entire development team. So we were getting no new work done because everything was critical. So it requires that you have a good process and a strong product owner or stakeholder or manager in place that will say, no, everything is not a high priority. That can be done in the future, but these are the items that are high priority. So as long as you can do that, then you've got the ability to, to, to plan it better. Right. Right. And I think, but I think if you are actually in an environment where there's a lot of emergent work, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot yep. of priority shifting yeah. that like maybe you just go to Kanban because it's so disruptive to the team. If that is just the way that world works and maybe yeah. things just need to settle down over time. You know, we've, we've seen yeah. those situations where it's just chaos for a while and mm -hmm. you coming in and saying like, we're going to do sprints and we're going to plan just doesn't fit. Yeah. And you really need Kanban to sort of settle people down get things flowing and then people can go, oh, okay, the work is getting done. The world's not on fire anymore. I trust these people. They do what they say they're going to do. Let me then turn it over to them and they can put their process in place. Mm -hmm. I've, I've yeah. definitely done that where it's like, let's just start a Kanban so we can just yeah. keep going. And then the yeah. success there buys me the time to go, great. Now we're going to jump to Scrum. Where yeah. We take a little bit more control back. The thing that makes me slightly nervous about that is we're introducing Scrum, I'm introducing Kanban, I'm doing Kanban, and then we're saying, okay, now actually only joking, we're going to change and we're going to do Scrum. So mm. sometimes I've done that, but also the other alternative is sometimes I've done one week sprints. If I have a client with a very volatile environment, then we do one week sprints because people say, oh, that's an awful lot of meetings for one week sprints. But it's not because everything is scaled back. I mean, our scrum guy talks about up to eight hours for a one month sprint of planning. If we're only doing a two week sprint, we're only talking of up to two hours. Mm -hmm. And the key being up to if we don't need the two hours, we don't use the two hours. So. Uh, everything scales down when it's one week, but I often say to clients, if you have an incredibly volatile um, environment where people are yelling for changes all the time, it's much easier to say to them, I can include that in next week's sprint 
then I can and include it in next month's sprint. So I, I think you're right. I think it's a trade-off. Do I introduce something and then change it again? Or do I introduce maybe a scaled back version of it now? But for most teams, I find that they tend to get better predictability with Scrum because mm -hmm. we can look at, okay, what do we deliver each sprint? What was the amount of work for each sprint? The last, maybe we average the last three sprints. So it gives us a good idea of the amount of work the dedicated team can do in a two-week period. And then our team knows that they're not pulling too much work into the sprint and our um, product owner knows, well, okay, my backlog is if we're working in story points, the modified Fibonacci, if my backlog's 500 story points and my team does 50 story points a sprint, I'm going to be done in 10 sprints worth of work. So it gives us greater predictability. And I think the teams get a chance to celebrate with Scrum. Teams get a chance to celebrate at the end because we've mm -hmm. done it. We're demoing to our customers. I had a client um, several years ago who said, well, we've got Scrum for our new development teams. My maintenance and support teams have no visibility. What can they do? And we introduced Kanban, but we also did the daily stand-ups and mm -hmm. we did the demos once a month so that they had the visibility as well. So even when I tend to be suggesting Kanban's a good fit, we're, we're doing more of what you call the, the Scrumban model, where we're using the, the events that are relevant in um, the, the Kanban environment. Yeah, I think that when you were talking about that, it, the name's almost in it. The, the meaning is almost in the name, sprint. Mm -hmm. We sprint yeah. to that goal, we're done. And then we sprint yeah. to the next goal and we're done. And Scrum has that nice, we wrap things up, we deploy, yeah. we can sort of stop and go, okay, we'll take a little break. Whereas Kanban is this continuous yeah. sort of, you know, fountain I'm you're so drinking real. from. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. just going and going and going, and you're cranking out code. I would come back to the fact that it really depends on where you are. And I'm, I'm always hoping that Kanban solves a problem as opposed to like being the all encompassing yeah. solution. Yeah. Like I was looking at a team today and it's very technical and it, like none of their things are user stories. They're all very technical tasks. And yeah. in part of my evaluation, I just looked at it and I was like, I don't know why these people are doing scrum. Yeah. You know, this is all like move this database over yeah. here and mm -hmm. refactor code. It's, yeah. I mean, it was just, an endless stream of those. And so it's like, yeah. well, these are just tasks. These, this is like Kanban. Like you don't, except for the release cycle, you know, cause we're releasing every two weeks. Yeah. You don't really need to be doing Scrum. Yeah. You know, this doesn't really require a lot of, like you said, those meetings. Yeah. And, but because everybody's doing Scrum, the org is like, well, we're all doing Scrum. It's like, well, but you have to give people the flexibility to sort of yeah, like, what will work for you? What won't work for you? And again, yeah. as we always talk about, you want to turn it over to the team. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a my decision to impose on the no. team. It's like, mm -hmm. here's an option. If we don't yeah. think our, our the sprints are productive for us right now, yeah. well, here, there's another option that's not waterfall. Yeah. yeah. That will give you guys the ability to, you know, 
chew through the backlog in a more productive manner and deal with the chaos or the volatility, as you call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as the team is disciplined enough to limit mm -hmm. the work in progress, because yeah. that's the key thing with Kanban is we can't, we're looking to maximize the flow time, the mm -hmm. time from something hitting to do on our board and getting done. And we we don't want everyone to have eight items and go on the go at one time because, well, I've got roadblocked, I've got roadblocked, I've got roadblocked. So for a lot of teams, we, we do maybe a one and a half. So if we have four developers, we can have six items in progress at any one time. But yep. other than that, we're looking for, we can't pull more items in. So if we got roadblock, we've got to scream and yell and get those roadblocks cleared. So mm -hmm. that is, is the key benefit of, of Kanban is it's identifying the, the roadblocks. It's looking at where in, our, in the flow is our process broken. Right. I had a, a team a couple of years ago where when we set up, Kanban, we had one analyst. Um, so work would come into the teams and go through the analyst before it went on to the test to the coders and then testers. And there was one analyst, four um, coders and two testers. And it became very clear that the, our roadblock was getting the work in through the analyst. Um, because not because because there were only one person so right. we didn't need two at the end of the cycle so one of those testers became worked with, uh, on the an analysis tasks mm -hmm. so then the flow um went through and we we couldn't have imagined that if we didn't have it visible on the board with big red sticky notes on anything that was roadblocked um so i i think as long as the teams are willing to maximize their flow, look at better ways to do things, limit their work in progress, I think Kanban can can work as well. I think the work in progress limit is yeah. so important too. I mean, that is like you said, you call it disciplined. If they're yeah. disciplined enough yeah. to handle it, because yeah. a lot of times people, if you leave them to their own devices, they'll have five tickets in flight. It's just like, you cannot possibly be working on five things at a time. Yeah. I yeah. was a front-end developer for many, many, many years. Yeah. And as a front-end developer, I maybe could juggle two things at a time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if I was yeah. like, you know, something's yeah. really big and then I just picked up this little thing to like, sometimes you just have to cleanse your palate. You're like, oh my yeah. God, I've been working on this thing and I, I, I'm going to pick up this little task yeah. and, and do it. But you don't want to be in those situations. You really mm -hmm. want people to be like, listen, pick up one thing, do it well, move it along, pick up the next thing. And I think that that the work in progress limit, the whip is so crucial to a successful Kanban. Yeah. And like, if you're using a JIRA tool, you can set that and the board will yeah. go red. You know, your column mm -hmm. will just go red or it'll go yellow. Hey, there's not enough in the system. Hey, there's too much in the system. And then you yeah. can look at people and be like, why do you have two or three tickets assigned to you? Well, I'm blocked. Okay, well, now I yeah. know I have to get involved and help you unblock. And that, again, it comes back to why it isn't just the developers and their Kanban board. They really do need a scrum master. They really do need a product owner, people yeah. that are helping them manage the flow of these tickets through the entire system. And the whip 
really highlights some super important things. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the key here is transparency. Right. We're looking to make our work transparent so that everyone knows what the priorities are that we're working on. Right. So I, I think if we take that back a level, we need to have good prioritization of the work that yep. needs to be done. And the other challenge with, with Kanban teams is if we can get all of the work to come through a central point, then we can get it, it ordered or prioritized and on our board. But if everyone is throwing stuff at the Kanban team for, hey, we need this and this and this and this and this, nope. it, it becomes chaos. We've got to have some way of prioritizing the work. Maybe we're doing a... a a scoring model, a weighted scoring model, or we're doing it based on what are uh, prioritizing based on our corporate initiatives. But mm -hmm. somebody needs to be accountable for yeah. making sure that flow comes in and then work is being worked in the priority order. Well, you know, for me, it's if I have a product owner who is, you know, writing these tickets, reviewing these tickets, mm -hmm. I'm working with them they're prioritizing and yeah. you know, the rule is you take the ticket at the top of the mm -hmm. to do column that matches your skill set yeah you know like you take that ticket you work on it you know it's like it, but that has to be the rule like no cherry picking no going yeah. through that yeah. to do column looking for something fun yeah the idea yeah. is this person is working very hard to put in good tickets and they've prioritized yeah. them we take from the top yeah. No cherry picking. I mean, yeah. and that is something I take very seriously. Yeah. So and I think we need to call that out. Like it has to be, that's the rule. You yeah. take from the top. Yeah. Go. And and if there, if we ever get an environment where there is is the cherry picking or something like that, that's a perfect thing to discuss in in a retrospective. How do we how do we more evenly balance the work? How do we better pull the work in? I mean, all those types of things are things that the team could solve themselves mm -hmm. um, at, at retrospectives or maybe even daily check-ins, whatever it is they're doing. Right. And that's a whole different topic is how do we, how do we spread the love and let people work on cool and exciting things and not, like, yeah. but it's a whole different topic about, about the, the the skill involved there but you know if we just can enforce that sort of because i think these things come with a few simple guidelines yeah you know and it's not like rule intensive it's just like work on one thing at a time take from the top of the board you know check your code yeah like if they if you're blocked let somebody know ask for help like it's not super complicated. It tends to be pretty straightforward. Like I'm really giving you all the power to get this done as efficiently as you see fit. I'm not, you know, not checking your time estimates and I'm not writing you about this work. I'm just saying, I want you to do your best work. These systems, we hope enable you to do that. Yeah, and, and some teams will um, still size their work so that there is some idea of what the throughput is mm -hmm. from the team. Um, but it tends to be more when we're, we're talking about the, the result of a sprint, we're looking at the outcome, not just we're mm -hmm. not looking at the output, the amount of work that's produced. Right. We're looking at the outcome, which is the result of the work 
produced. Whereas in, in Kanban, I think we're probably looking more at the output. We've got 20 tickets. How many did we get done this week? And maybe we try and get tickets as much as possible so they're similar size. Maybe we're putting hourly estimates on them. Most of the Kanban teams I know tend not to use points. They mm. tend to use, use hours. And then they're reporting out on, okay, in the last month, we did X hours worth of tickets and things like that. So that they do have metrics that don't require a super amount of extra legwork with entering hours here and hours there and, and, and everywhere. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, we could keep talking about this for a long time because it's <laughs> digging in. We could just, we just need to dig in on Kanban. Yeah, so in, yeah. in summary, what do you think the, the main sort of point, you know, when do we use Scrum? When do we use Kanban? How do we switch between? What would, you, what, what, what would your sort of final thought on this be? So my final thoughts are around the, the key questions. Do you have a dedicated team? Yes, then uh, Scrum is probably a good fit. Do, if not, maybe Kanban might be a better fit. Can you control the amount of work your team is given or that they pull in in, in an iteration or two-week period? Yes, then Scrum's a good fit. No, work flies in left, right, and center, then maybe Kanban is a better fit. Um, do we have the organizational um, buy-in to make a change like Scrum? Yes, then Scrum is going to give us that predictability. No, we don't have any organization buy-in, our team is just wanting to do something, then probably Kanban is a better fit there. All right. I like it. Some, uh, some simple questions to get you to the answer. I like it. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.